Hello and welcome to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast starring me, Snoring. Uh, Snover? Snorlax? Snorrent. Snorrent. AKA. Lots of options here. Tanner Greenring, and I am joined, as always, by my co host, Glaciosh. Glacion. AKA Joshua Fielsten. And I am joined for the first time by a new guest to the show whose name is Alonix. <laughs> or. Hey, guys. Yeah, that actually works nice. really elegantly. Professor Oka. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Your name is so adaptable to, to Pokemon puns, Alana. It really is. In fact, Pokemon and Oaken are like not dissimilar now that I think about it. Hmm. Alana Oaken, welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank I you. have been listening since the beginning. Really stoked about this. Alana, you and I, and to a degree, Josh, used to be <laughs> coworkers together at a major media company. <laughs> This is true. Uh, and it's been years, and we've all gone our separate ways, but Josh and I recalled that you are a leak gamer. <laughs> Very leak. <laughs> Much leader than us. Josh, I think, co-authored at least one. At least one, if not two. Pokemon-themed article for Major Media Company, or was it just a video game article? We collabed on... Um... Was it black and white? Yeah, so I, I was trying to remember what generation it was, but it was, I think, black and white, maybe X and Y. Who knows? Ooh, it could have been <laughs> X and Y, yeah. Do you guys remember what that article was, was about? I know that I did one that was about um very French things, and so right. it's the French one, which... That was X and Y. Which was X and Y. Yeah. X and Y, yes. And I feel like we also maybe... We maybe did one that was about... I forget the professor's name that generation, but he was, like, kind of... Hot, uh, and that was exciting to folks, including me. <laughs> I'm not sure if you, Professor Daddy. I'm not sure if you participated. <laughs> in that, Josh. His name is Professor Daddy. I think that's how it translated. Uh, it's Parapher Professor Sycamore. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, Sycamore. Yeah, uh, yeah. You Look know, at those locks. French for Daddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good looking dude, Professor Sycamore. Uh, but we'll get to that in a few generations, Joshua. For now, we are playing through Pokemon Platinum. And we are in season four of our Pokemon podcast where we play through each Pokemon game, gym by gym, week by week. Last week, we took on gym leader Byron yep. in Canalave City. Byron almost crushed you. He did. He almost ended your journey. This week, we're, we're headed north to the, the frosty, chill ends of, of Sinnoh. We ventured north to... Um, the name of the city is Snow Point. God, I'm so bad at city names. Snow, Snow Point, Point City, North. Um, but Snow. it was a pretty, uh, pretty circuitous route to get there, wasn't it, Joshua? We had to do a lot of different things that I was not expecting when I set out on this situation. Before we begin, I would like to check in with Alana. Alana, yeah. What game are you playing? I'm playing Platinum. Okay, great. So there's not going to be any confusion. We're all <laughs> on the same journey this week. Um, how has your journey through Sinnoh been so far? So I've really loved it to the point where I, like, I think that I've played every Pokemon generation and I really do not have a memory of playing this one. And I'm like, did it slip through the cracks somehow? Is Platinum so distinctly different from like Diamond and Pearl that I don't remember it? But I've really enjoyed it. Like, it feels like it's the right level of difficult, but not annoying. Like, I think you guys were talking about this previously, but even the fact that it's like, it's the good experience share, where it's like the one that only you like give to one oh, Pokemon yeah. to hold, as opposed right. to like all your Pokemon leveling up from the minute you get it, which just like, to me has always made it like 
so easy as to be almost like like I love any level Pokemon game, but like it's really fun to be able to be like, oh, I really have to be strategic here. So I've had a really good right. time playing it. Um, I feel like it's it's super bizarre. Like everyone has just like really intense affectations. Like your rival just like <laughs> zipping around like all the like everyone's a just lot like of personality. Yeah, I feel like everyone's just like vibing at a way higher frequency than I am <laughs> when I play. But like I'm really enjoying it. It feels like it's got the best elements of like a classic Pokemon game. Like it's not trying to do anything too crazy, but like it I don't know, it, it's it's hard enough to feel uh like it's a real like worthwhile endeavor, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I think that's true that everyone kind of has a thing in this game. Like even we've we've talked about a few of these NPCs even like that one woman we ran into in um Eternal Forest. The one who just like follows you the whole time? Like Who's like named and has like a really robust <laughs> oh, Cheryl. Yeah, yeah, Cheryl. <laughs> Cheryl. <laughs> And then, like, Crasher Wake is such a character. And I mean, even, what um, a name. Like, you couldn't even make that name up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they have, like, you had Mira, who was just randomly in um, Wayward Cave. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, who you escort around. Like, the escort missions where yeah. they have, like, actual personalities and they make you do the double battles is cool. And the clowns. Oh, so Yo, many clowns. clowns, Jesus. <laughs> Have you noticed that there is a clown that will show up at random Pokemon centers? Yes, yeah, I, yeah, only, yeah. I only He's noticed that like one or two cities ago, and now I'm like, are are you the same clown? Are you like from like a cast of clowns? Like, what's the whole deal here? It feels like it. It feels like the new version of <laughs> it, it where you can like kind of just see it in the background all the time. Like, if you're really paying attention, you'll constantly see it, and that's what it feels like. This clown is. That's what I like about this game, and maybe I just like haven't played one of the older Pokemon games in a while, but it feels like it really rewards like fucking around like if you like go into most little houses or like go off the beaten path or whatever like most of the time you're gonna find something cool or like someone weird to talk to and like maybe my memory's wrong but i feel like in other pokemon games like you know it's just kind of like no no no, stick to the main path or yeah, yeah. else like or there's nothing cool to find right well and they give you the the dowsing machine in this one so yes, they even like they same. reward just kind of like poking around and, and mm-hmm. seeing what's out there so I found some good stuff with the dowsing machine. Oh, yeah. It, this it was really useful. Found a whole dang HM. Yeah, I got... Useful. Oh, yeah, side, truly. Yeah. I got a rare candy, I think, at some point, but I might be mixing it up with a different time, which is always fun. There was get. one in the snow. Yeah, yeah. word. Yeah, that's always open on my Poketch app. Yeah, totally. Although I have... Actually, Josh, I think you were talking about this. I, I got into like a really big Eevee breeding like moment maybe a couple cities back and so i i always i have seven evs now just like in the mix and i keep putting two of them at a time into the daycare and so i like to check to see how they're doing because i want to get them all to like a certain level before i evolve them and then i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm not gonna have them on my main team i think i just want to have a bunch of evs uh, evolutions i'm storing ev eggs Mm. and then i'm determining if i'm going to hatch all make omelets omelets. I met a new Eevee that I didn't know existed this week. Oh, which one? Oh, Glaceon. Glaceon. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ice Eevee. Very handsome. Mm-hmm. It's very festive. Is there an unattractive Eevee evolution? Um, I don't think there is. I think the fairy one mm-hmm. is kind of scary. The, the fairy one is one of the cutest ones, Josh. It's a fairy Eevee. Sylveon. It's the mm. best of all worlds. It's cute over fairy, the top cute with Eevee. the glassy dead eyes. <laughs> you think it's That's too true. much? E- the evolution eyes are very like build a bear eyes. 
Like, just sort of, like, forward staring. <laughs> yeah, I guess they all kind of have, like, black abyss yeah. eyes. Or glassy ones here. But they're all attractive. They're all handsome. I think they're all cutie. I think the one that I think I'm the least into is Leafeon. Yeah, I agree. Whoa. I definitely agree. I think Leafeon's really cool, though. My favorite's Umbreon. I think Umbreon is so adorable. Umbreon's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which one's the psychic one? I like that one too. Espeon. Espeon, Espeon yeah. Yeah. The fennec fox kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. We started our journey this week in Canalave City. Uh, we just beat the gym and then... The second we leave, we're sort of assaulted by our rival, Bad Josh. Or Ray Perducci. And, and who's your rival, Alana? I named mine Cal for some reason. It just seemed like his energy. You know a Cal that you dislike? No, I actually only know one Cal who's like really nice and low key, but the name feels like emblematic of a certain type of guy. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Bad Josh kind of guy. Just very like pew, pew, pew. Like, okay, yeah. calm down. Some rude, like, baseball player in high school. Right. <laughs> You're just thinking of Cal Ripken, Josh, aren't you? <laughs> is that who I'm thinking I of? Think your mind That's just the name. When I Ripken. think of Cal, that is the one that comes to mind immediately. And he's a baseball guy? Yep. Okay. He's a baseball guy. Baltimore. Orioles. Honestly, Ripken sounds like a Pokemon. <laughs> So we're assaulted by our our friend Bad Josh outside of the um, Canalave. Canal. What did we, what did we decide? Canalave. Canalave. I think it's just Canalave. Canalave. I like Canalave. Yeah, me too. City Library, but he will not address us until we are able to use the move strength. Yes. So we and he says, "Did you go to the Iron Islands and get strength yet?" And it's like, okay, great. Like it's so obvious. Thank you for pointing me in the right direction. Head to the south. There's a little ferry here that will take you to the Iron Island. Pleasant cruise. Cute little cruise. Yeah. The boats look good in this game. They do. Yeah. And you get to, you leave Cantilave and like you get to watch the bridges draw up, Mm -hmm. which is a really nice effect. Yep. Yeah. Uh, And then Iron Island is just a big cave. You, You walk up, you're immediately assaulted by a woman called Riley. Yeah, speaking of NPCs with a lot of personality. Yeah, oh, she's yeah. wearing like a witch's hat. Like I don't I don't know her <laughs> <Yeah>. deal yet. <laughs> she's cool. She she joins you in the same way that Cheryl did, so that you can do a lot of double battling. But you have to go through a few rooms to get to her. You do, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is like a storage facility for Team Galactic, I think. Yeah, there's a lot of like canisters, fifty gallon yeah, drums around. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of like right, like oil tankards or whatever around. Yeah, and she's like hanging out among them, and then she's like, "Hey, how about you help me get me out of here?" She's cool. She'll heal your Pokemon after every battle, which is nice. Oh yeah, that was tight. Yeah, I love that shit. She's kind of a Lucario head. Yeah, big time. She has one Pokemon. It's Lucario. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but her Lucario died. Mm. A lot. Oh, constantly, and then she just didn't have anything. <laughs> and then to she didn't have any it. other. Fo- so then so you're it's like, just like two on I'm gonna one. double battle, <laughs> yeah. and your Lucario died in one hit, and now I've got to take on like six Pokemon in a double battle. Thank you, Riley, 
for all your assistance in this battle. Right, and it's such a pain in the ass to catch Pokemon when you're in the, like, little team-ups. Like, like if you... I think you guys may have talked about this before, but when you're two-on-one or whatever, like, you have to make one faint, and then, like, you have to work the other down. Like, right. I don't have the patience for that whatsoever. So, like, yeah, loved having her heal my Pokemon, but it definitely felt like more of a liability than anything else. Yeah, she does it because she needs to resurrect her one Pokemon constantly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She learned the she learned the dark arts. <laughs> Eventually, you make your way through the cave. Well, you make your way like halfway through the cave, and she's like, "Great, thank you. This is as far as I needed to go. Have this egg." Yeah. And I don't know about you two, but I certainly did not have an open slot in my Pokemon party for an egg, so I had to huff it all the way goddamn back to Canalave City <laughs> and store a Pokemon and come back out and grab this egg, and then it's just a fucking whatever the baby Lucario is called. Riolu. Riolu is really sweet. Sure, it's really sweet. It's not a human. So I almost texted you about this because like, and I obviously didn't have time to actually get to the bottom of whether or not I'm going to do this, but Lucario must be a human. No, it's got a tail, Josh. It's a dog. God, right. I keep forgetting about the I tail. I don't know. He's such a dude, though. Like, he, Lucario's a guy. Oh, <laughs> I fully expected. I was like, oh, great. Lucario, perfect. I love this. So I will tell you guys, I... I took the egg and I hatched it and now Lucario is in my party, which was like the That's last so cool. Truly the last wow. thing I expected to happen in like this final leg or whatever. Did was you like, sit and level a Lucario to forty-five? Yeah, that's all I was doing for the last like three days. But I will say it actually was a lot easier because first of all, the um what, what is the little baby one called? I can't I can never remember. Riolu? Riolu, yeah. yeah. It like levels up so goddamn fast and I like just gave it the experience share and also Everyone around you is just like an ice Pokemon, so fighting is really oh, good sure. against yeah. it. Oh, so like, it wasn't right. that bad. Uh, and and I really like having it because also I had like in that slot I had a Machoke, and I was like not happy with it the entire time, but I liked having a fighting type. And then I was like, I'm not gonna trade this before I like hang out with you guys, like. Machoke and Machamp are just, like, boring to have at this point. Like, I may as well get another more interesting fighting type. I think Lucario is so cool. I love Lucario. Me too. And I love it in... I've only gotten to use Lucario in Super Smash Brothers, uh, which <laughs> I... It's also very good in that. But I, I'm torn because I'm like, I don't think it's going to be worth my slot to use, like, uh, Lucario, which is another fighting when I already have Infernape. Right, but I'm also right, like, that makes really sense. want to use Lucario. Yeah, I'm also lousy and with fighting And Bree wants to have right, a right. collection of it, so. <laughs> It's a fine specimen. But also, he's he's not a dude. He's a dog, so I can't do it. And also, like, I don't want to get into it. And please, like, <laughs> this doesn't have to be a thing, but Lucario's furry bait. Mm, mm. It's obvious. That's 10, a furry. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of like segments to the body in a way that's like really unappealing. It looks like a fursuit. Like, yeah, it, like it, it just he, he's presented like he's up in a, a fursuit. fursuit. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't have to do any. We're not going to dig any deeper into it than that. I just want to register now that Lucario is a. It's already late. It's a fursuit. No, no, no that's, and, and that's so reasonable. Maybe yeah, that was yeah. part of my like latent. <laughs> I don't even want to interrogate this. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyway, the Iron Island, um, that, that's that's effectively it. Like, you go... It's just some, like, galactic grunts and, like, elevators. Eventually, you make your way out. And you're now equipped with... Strength. Strength, which is what you went in there to get in the first place. So you can make your way back to Canalave Library and confront your nemeses yeah. for the three of us. Bad Josh, 
Cal and <laughs> Ray Perduce. Ray Perduce. Who invites you into the library yeah. to have a clandestine meeting with Professor Rowan and Dawn slash Lucas. Uh, Alana, is your character male or female? I'm a girl, so I have Lucas. You've got as Lucas. My, as my, I don't even know, not your rival, like your big brother. I don't know. His role is weird to me. Mentor? It's, I don't, yeah. yeah it's like, of, or kind yeah. Of. They seem to want to, like, help you be a, a better Pokemon trainer. I guess mentor. Mentor is right. But it's almost like he's like yeah. a senior and you're a sophomore kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly That's it. right. Yeah. You go upstairs. Well, no, Josh, you take the wheel. Josh, you take the wheel. <laughs> I've been talking too much. Uh, yeah, you, you climb the stairs of this library. Um, it's various books. You, I clicked on all of the bookshelves, which is a problem I have. Sure, in dork. Game. <laughs> These games, I always want to see if they have like an item in them. You were looking for the lusty Argonian. Yeah, yes, exactly. It's, I was trained because of Elder Scrolls to check all of the <laughs> bookshelves. And I did try to collect all the books in Skyrim, by the way. Uh, obviously. Um, on the second floor, I appreciated that some guy there is just like, oh, yeah, all the books on the third floor, those are for babies. They're super easy to read. And then I'm like, okay, but I don't see anyone down here that I need to talk to. And then you go to the third floor, and that's where Ray Perduce, your rival, and oh, he's a baby. Rowan and the assistant are, which is like he's shading <laughs> all of them. Yeah. Which I appreciate it. They're all babies. These illiterate yes. <laughs> Like you're insulting like the best professor in all of Sinnoh. Sure. Presumably the only professor. <laughs> but they're not even they're not even here to read right. books. They're here to to have a meeting. Yeah. Oh, so that's why they hang out in the children's section. It's less populated. Yeah. Yeah. Rowan then holds this like round table. And he says that he wants to better understand evolution which is he's reminding you like don't lose track of the site that i told all of you people to complete the pokedex and see all the pokemon yeah yeah, yeah. and that in order to confirm that legendaries are complete forms he says Le- that's starting to get a little tricky it's like getting loaded it's like eugenics it's stuff. strange yeah yeah and especially it, it doesn't it's like- really track Right, because he's like, well, they don't evolve, which means that they're, like, complete. It's like, lots of shit doesn't evolve. Like, that's how a lot of Pokemon work. I don't know. (laughs) Like, he's saying any Pokemon that doesn't evolve is incomplete. Well, I I mean, to his credit, the Pokemon company often retcons these games and adds in new evolutions and pre-evolutions. So. So you're totally right, because my example was going to be like, like who needs Farfetch'd? And then it's like, didn't they give it an evolution at some point? Like, kind <laughs> yeah, of a... Surfetch'd. Yeah, yes, Surfetch'd. I was going to say, it's like sort of a freaky one. He's cool. I like Surfetch'd. He suspects that these Mirage Pokemon that we have heard about in the lakes will somehow solve the mystery of evolution. These are the, the, Mew, the Mew clones? Yeah, and I want to I wanna do a Joshi's Fun Facty here. How about these lake guardians? I dove into this a little bit because I was like, what is the deal with these new Mews? And their names are uh, Uxie, Mesprit, and Azelf. Mm-hmm. They each represent emotions. Okay. Uxie is knowledge. Mesprit is emotion. And Azelf is willpower. Okay, none of those are emotions. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> it's like some knockoff Zelda Triforce In fact, one shit. of them is emotion, yeah, which is not an emotion. Triforce energy. Because yeah. right, the Triforce is what? Like, power wisdom it's like it yeah it's it's power 
Courage, courage. Power, right? courage, wisdom. That seems like a thing. Yeah. It's also like Green Lantern stuff. I suppose that's how, right, like how all sci-fi and fantasy operate is on this trifecta. <laughs> right. So they were created by Arceus in order to control the emotions again, kind of like of Dialga and Palkia whenever they got like out of control. These three come out and are like, you know, telling them to settle down. But actually what I thought was the coolest part of this whole thing is that they're based on the Imperial Regalia of Japan, which is Yada no Kagami, that's wisdom, Yasakani no Magatama, which is benevolence, and Kusanagi Valor. And these three things are real, actual legendary items, but in real life. And it's supposed to be a sword, a jewel, and a mirror. Wait, you're telling me these three things exist? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, check this out. Should we, should we get them? Yeah, how do we get There's them? There's literally no photo of them because they are so legendary that no one can say for sure where they're located. And they only come out when a new emperor is anointed. Well, why doesn't someone take a photo then? And the last time they were photographed was 1989. Because they're in boxes. Wait, I'm looking at... I'm Josh, you sent me a link, and I'm looking at three pictures. Read the caption. Conjectural images. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so wild to me. This is, like, one of the coolest things I've ever learned. This is These so are, like, cool. literal, like, legendary items in real That's life. That's cool. Yeah. And they're, they're based on those three uh, items in the... Japanese regalia. That's cool. I like that, Joshua. Thank. That's a great facty. Thank you. I dived into the wiki, both Bulba and Wikipedia. <laughs> you see, you learn this, and then you decide to split up. Uh, Rowan and Dawn head towards one of the lakes. They assign you to Lake Valor. Mm -hmm. Bad Josh goes to the one to the far north that I've forgotten the name of. Acuity. So you are now on your way to Lake Valor. Because that's where you're supposed to go. So you fly to Pastoria City. Or no, sorry. Jesus, this is such a plot-dense chunk of Pokemon that it's hard to remember everything that happens. As you're sitting in the library, oh yeah, the entire library shakes. You get a oh, right. boom. And Bad yeah. Josh has the wherewithal to say, let's turn on the TV right behind us and see if there's any news reports. And it turns out that a big bomb has gone off at Lake Valor. And no one knows what's going on. It's complete panic. It's chaos. Mm -hmm. But you, a uh, eleven-year-old boy or girl, <laughs> have been sent there to figure out what's happening. You're all going to split up. Professor Roan, an adult man, he's going to go with his assistant to Lake Verity. Take on the easy one, yeah. A lake that has not recently been exploded by a bomb. Right. Bad Josh is going to go to the other one, and you're going to go to Lake Valor. So off we go. We are headed to Lake Valor. Did you guys do anything in the meantime, or did you just go I just went. right to Lake Valley? At that point, I was like, the distance between gyms five and six was so small, and then the distance between six and seven was so big that I was like, okay, I gotta just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. It was so much to do in one week. It's the reason that I beat the gym leader 45 minutes before we started recording. <laughs> yeah, this is when I did, because to make good on my pledge, I did do Roots uh, 2, 19 through 21. To make up for you the did the water area that I didn't do last time. Yeah, there's also a little uh, water area ben uh, south of the beach by the Valor Lakefront that you can pop off, and there's like a few trainers and a water stone down there, and some other items. Oh, oh this is good intel. Maybe I'll check tip. that out after. Take the beach from a uh, Doctor Footstep. Oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to revisit that well, area. <laughs> just run into the water, <laughs> away from him. Yeah. 
it doesn't take that long. And then I headed to Valor as well. Lake Valor is like a Magikarp genocide. Oh my god, yeah. it's actually distressing. Like considering yeah. it's rendered in like eight bit pixels, it's like, oh, you're just like breathing your last right now, and I'm watching. <laughs> it's just heaps of dying Magikarps and smoldering Flopping craters. Around. Yeah, and a number of Team Galactic grunts. Some of which will battle you, and some of which just won't. They just make like a snide remark. They're just there to to party, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and to be like, "Fuck Magikarps, they're totally useless." And it's like, I don't know, then yeah, like, came here for- like, why don't you put them in the big water? Then it seems easy. <laughs> like yeah. I didn't come here for all these bottom feeders. They've decided to show the devastation of this bomb attack on the overworld with flopping Magikarp sprites. Uh, which is very distressing, and I guess the bomb that Team Galactic set off was used to empty the lake? Yeah, I think they were trying to basically extricate, like, they were trying to get to the bottom of the, um, you know, that has, like, I mean, I guess presumably had an island in it, because Cynthia's told us that, and so they must have been trying to just, like, get to the bottom of the cavern in order to find the lake guardian there right and then they just decided to blow the whole thing sky high you make your way through you you battle a few dudes and then you make your way into a little cave and you meet a bad guy commander saturn commander saturn yes who looks like uh will ferrell and fucking zoolander Um, and, and he doesn't battle you, right? Uh, no, he does. He does. Yeah. Battle. I get so confused because, like, half the people in this area just... Yeah, they just want to, like, say stuff to you and then bounce. Yeah. He's got a Golbat, a Bronzor, and a Toxicroak. Oh, right. It was, like, a, a totally unremarkable battle. Just breeze through yeah, it's it. It's forgettable. But, it, well, he does reveal that he managed to make off with the Guardian of the Lake. Yes. Yeah. And I don't remember which one guards this lake, but it ultimately doesn't matter because apparently we've we've only managed to visit two of the three lakes so far. Right. And both are guardianless now. Yeah. Joshua, where did you head from Lake Valor? I just went to Lake Verity. You went right to Lake Verity. The Twin Leaf one. What did you see there? I would love to hear what you saw there. Well, what I saw there After was... this break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, bug catchers. Welcome back, Josh and Alana to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon Podcast. Hello, Tanner. Hello, Alana. You guys were headed to Lake Verity mm-hmm. last time I talked to you. How was your journey down there? Pretty uneventful. Yeah. I flew to Twinleaf. I said hi to my mom. Yeah, I was uh, going to ask. Did you guys say hi to your mom? Good daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So did I. She just offered to heal my pokemon she didn't really well she made you a home cooked dinner right i brought one of those flopping magikarp over and she fried that up she was like there's a hot hot dinners on the stove just said you look tired and like yeah i'm 12 no shit i yeah. look tired <laughs> you look like shit <laughs> i don't know how close either of you are to your mother but my mom used to do a thing that drove me crazy when i was a teenager which is like every now and then after i got my driver's license i would drive my mom around like she would like you know, I would take her somewhere, like mm-hmm. drive her home or whatever. Sure. And she would do a thing where she would just, as I was driving, she would stare at me <laughs> and then either say something extremely sweet or extremely devastating. So it'd be like, <laughs> it would be like, she would stare at me and be like, God, I can't believe I made you. <laughs> and it's just like, 
that alone, if you're like a that could go either way. If you're like an 18 year old, you're like, shut up, leave me alone. Yeah. But then every now and then she would be like, you know, I can uh, make an appointment with a dermatologist if you want to have that acne <laughs> looked at. Whoa. And it's just like, mom. Like, well, in the same vein, isn't the acne your fault? Right, like you yeah. made this. So, you gave me this. Yeah, you made me, so. I didn't ask for this. I am quite close with my mom, and, you know, we, we have a great relationship, but what I remember from, like, the few times I drove her around in the car was she would clutch the side of the door with such intensity as oh, to, yeah. like, make her knuckles oh, turn white. And look, yeah. I do not claim to be the world's most confident driver. Like, there's a reason I have lived in New York City for a decade, but, like, I was not going to, like, slam headlong into a brick wall, which is, like, clearly what she was bracing for, like, genuinely every time she got into the car yeah. with me. Or do the thing where they, like, phantom slam down on the brakes. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Yeah. That would cause some yelling from that's, me. That's, like, big parent energy. Totally. those things. Yeah. Like, I promise it's in, like, both of our best interests not to kill us. Like, just, uh, we're on the same page. Yeah. Right. I gotta say, though... I got a whole lot more life to live, <laughs> especially. I'm 37 now, and I live in suburban Connecticut, and I drive everywhere, and I am, like, the most boring old man driver in the world now. Like, I only go three Im- above the speed limit, no matter where I am. Like, there's a big straightaway between us and the grocery store, and the other day I was going 28 in the 25, and some guy tore past me <laughs> in a double yellow line in a residential neighborhood and he must have been going 50. Oh, fuck that guy. He must have thought like, oh, this is an old person and then he passed me and it's like, you know, a relatively like, Joke's man. on you, I'm young. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm listening to a podcast right now. So, we're in Lake Verity. We go home. Mm-hmm. Back to our roots. Twin Leaf Town. Lake Verity is the same Lake Verity it was before. Yeah. Except now it's infested with Nasty little uh, Team Galactic grunts. Galactics. Including Commander Mars. We fought Mars as well because Mars is the one with that perugly that almost killed all of us. Right. Or Tanner and I, at least. I don't know about you. No, no, no. I I have had a ton of trouble with all of the commanders in a way that is annoying to me. Yeah, Mars Mars, uh, is upset, too. Right, right, right. Mars will, like, call you out because of the defeat at Valley Windworks. Right. We show up, Rowan is there, Dawn is there. Rowan asks you to go kind of like involve yourself in the uh, the harsh words that are happening between Dawn slash Lucas and Commander Mars. Yeah. So you confront Mars. Yeah, she's still got the perugly. And then uh, again, G- Golbat and Bronzor. I think, I guess that's their thing. They've all got the Golbat and the Bronzor and then they have like a signature Pokemon and hers is perugly. And the perugly, I think it's... I think the Perugly is kind of hard. Like, I didn't have as much of a trouble because I had um, Lucario this time, who was, like, pretty built up. But, like, I don't know. That thing has, like, a lot of HP. <laughs> I just, like, found it more irksome than I had wanted to. So beefy. Right. And, like, more than hard, it's just, like, tedious. And you just, like, end up working your shit down. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's just got, like, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't even have, like, totally wild stats. Mm-mm. It just, like, feels so buff. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it also has... Um, it's got a citrus berry, which is annoying. Yeah. And it's also got hypnosis, which is very annoying. And there was a Golbat earlier in the fight who had toxic. So if yes. you're unfortunate enough to get, to have been toxic, did, did, then you're just getting your shit handed to you. But right. yeah, Mars continues to be uh, an issue, but I, I got through her. And then Galactic fucks off because guess what? They got the 
legendary Pokemon in this lake too. Yeah, Mars says that because Saturn distracted everyone with that bomb blast, they've made off with all three of the lake guardians, apparently. Right, so why even bother going to the last lake, which Josh knows the name of? Acuity. Acuity. Joshy's Acuities. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's nice. That is nice. I actually don't know what acuity means, but I'm sure it's a good trait to have. <laughs> Sharpness or keenness of thought, vision, or hearing. Word. Wow. The living dictionary here. Joshi has plenty of acuity. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Make our way out of Lake Verity, having defeated everyone, but also having been defeated. Sort of a, a weird paradox. Mm-hmm. Make our way to Route 211. So we, we need to find our way north, and there's a couple ways to find our way north. Your options are to fly to Eternicity or Celestic Town, and you can either go east or west from those two cities. Mm-hmm. If you fly to Eternicity, you can have a little brief foray in Route 211 on your way to Mount Coronet to make your way north. Because now you have strength. Right. So Mount Coronet is now fair game. All those big boulders that you needed to push around to get around the cave... You can finally do that. So I flew to Eternicity. Okay. And I made my way through Route 211 and encountered a trainer on this route who troubled you. Was challenging to me, <laughs> but not challenging in a way that um, I felt challenged by them <laughs> in terms of like fighting them, but challenging to me in that they had a Pokemon that was so. Um, heinously ugly to me that <laughs> I had to take a moment and sort of catch my breath. Mm-hmm. Who was that? And that Pokemon is my You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week, and its name is Ambipom. <laughs> this fucking thing sucks. Cosine. Ambipom is the evolution of Apom, and it's sort of like apom except even uglier worse even more hands a really pronounced hand like just like a lot of in your face hand apom has one tail hand ambipom has two tail hands and the fingers on the tail plus hands they're are, bigger and uglier uh sort of swollen and red <laughs> they're much bigger and they're mu- they're swollen and red and his ma- his face is even more <laughs> menacing uh-huh. and he's got even more tufts of hair uh, just just an ugly Ugly Pokemon. I I just I, I <sighs> they're just so ugly. I agree. Every now and then they'll design a Pokemon that's just so ugly. Where it's like, did you design this because you knew it was going to be ugly? Because you knew I was going to hate it. That Tanner specifically Me would hate it. Specifically. Well, Tanner, I mean, you hated what? What was the one? What's the like kind of gross cow Pokemon that has like all the udders? Uh, Miltank. 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 Th- these look like Miltank's udders. Like the hand. Don't oh, the hands yeah. look like udders? The little red. Yeah, just the these the like hands. little uh, nipples. I don't know. It's really yeah. They're like it's little nipples. You, so you expect a squeeze in in Ambipom <laughs> finger, and like something will come out of it. Some <laughs> yeah. kind of fluid pus or milk or it it horrifies me to think about it it's ultra moon pokedex entry says that it uses its tails for everything and if it wraps both of its tails around you and gives you a squeeze that's proof it really likes you Uh, no thank you i do not want that thank you that would be the world's Uh, worst hug i do not consent yeah that's disgusting i hate oh my god like patting your back oh never mind that's no 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 
No, no, no. Um, Alana, did you, I, I, I want to make sure to recognize you and honor you. Did you have, you make me barf Pokemons or cuties this? Look? I think that this is such a worthy you make me barf because it also makes me barf. I would like to enter as like an honorable mention. I hated Obama snow oh. so much in this very visceral way. Oh. Like, just, I think it's like the little Cthulhu mouth, like having all these like fluttery things down in front of it. Like there was just something so like gross and like, I don't know, just like lurching about the whole thing. Like when, and, and I fought a ton of them because I was trying to trade up my Lucario from like level one and they were like worth a lot of experience. So I like wouldn't run away when I found them. But each time I was just like, good, you're going down. I just like could not stand those things in like a very visceral way. Well, Alana, you're, you're a known sort of like alt-right personality. <laughs> yeah, of course. And That's you, you hate feeling. that Obama snow has the name <laughs> Obama in it. <laughs> And that's kind of your main issue with it, right? Yeah, definitely. That's really well clocked. Yeah, we we wanted to have you on because we're you know a nonpartisan. Right, yeah, we're trying right. to branch. We out want to a hear both bit. sides yeah. about Obama snow. Mm-hmm. Also, I looked it up uh, before coming on, and apparently it's like eight feet tall, which is just like so distressing to me. Like, and I know that Pokemon like do scale up to the real world, but like just the thought of this like lurching horrid thing like breathing through its little like mouth tentacles at me just like really was not working. Obama Snow is not terribly cute. Mm. I gotta say, Snover, kind of like it. Mm. I was gonna say I almost made Snover my sweetie. I kind of like Snover. Snover's a little bit of a cutie. I'm neutral. You're not into I'm it. I'm nooch. I'm hella nooch. Yeah. I think, um, what's the little pig one? That one's really cute. Swineup? Ugh, I just don't, I don't. I like Swineup. All of you guys in your, like, pro Swineup Propaganda. Oh, I think swine up is so adorable. That's a little sweetie. I think swine up nose. and pillow swine are both. I do not like pillow Ugh. swine, but I love swine up. I would like to have like four and like put one on my shoulder. That would be fun. Snover also has the ability soundproof, which is a, a hell of ability. If I remember from um, my uh, X Plow, your little your little noisy Pokemon, Josh from last yeah, gen. it's immune to sound based moves, which is like a pretty wide collection of moves yeah i like the combo though grass ice it's a cool combo i feel like it was probably the first one that had that combo yeah definitely. that is cool grass ice is a, is a cool combo ice just feels like such a strong well i guess like it's incredibly susceptible to fighting pokemon but it's actually funny i like i mean i've played these games since day one and i don't think i really rocked until this time that ice was so susceptible to fighting i think i've always just defaulted to fire as my like anti-ice move and this whole time i've just been doing fighting and it's been really satisfying oh <laughs> god like, you can like you can one hit oh ice pokemon also because like i kind of fucked up i mean we'll get into this when we talk about our parties but like i sort of fucked up my fire pokemon a little bit like i have a rapidash who i like and is good but like Sexy. I don't know, has like fire blast and fire spin and doesn't have sort of like an intermediate move. So I feel like I either am just like unleashing full devastation or like not really doing anything. So I like haven't been relying on fire that much. Yeah, I don't have any fire Pokemon, but I do have some normal Pokemon mm-hmm. who know fire moves, mm-hmm. but their fire moves are all like mm. big hoss moves. So it's like, okay, I'm going to use you did the snore. I'm going to use fire blast to take care of this. No, totally. I snore just, run. I used all the like PP ups on my Rapidash's fire blast. So I have like eight fire blasts and they hit like 70% of the time. And it's just like, cool. Sorry. This is really over, over aggressive. <laughs> So this is all, 211, Route 211 is all in service of getting to Mount Coronet, finally. Mm-hmm. It's the same Mount Coronet we path we were on before, but now we have access to strength so we can make our way north 
for the first time. It's a fairly short route. Yeah. And once you're out, you're on Route 216, which is a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. 217 is even worse. Route 216 and 217 are both awful. It's like all the frustration of a water route, except much, much worse because you can't use your bike. Even running shoes don't do anything because sometimes the snow is so deep that so so sorry. If you're not if you're not playing with us, Route 216 and 217 are covered in snow. Right. And the snow is varying levels of depth where sometimes you can walk normally, sometimes you can walk a little slowly, and then oftentimes you walk so slowly, like half speed. Yeah. Thus rendering the entire journey just a nightmare. And it's not like the marsh where you can escape. It's inescapable. And then there's a blizzard. So not only are you walking at half speed, but your screen is completely obscured by an overlay of a blizzard. So you're getting constantly attacked by NPCs. I don't know when you guys played, but I was playing like right when the absurd blizzards were pelting New York and I like couldn't leave my apartment for many days in a row. And like oh, yeah. after like, you know, hour three, uh, it started to become like less and less charming and like a snow globe and more and more like, oh, cool, it's a pandemic. And I also like can't go out for my like one daily dose of dopamine which is a walk and so like having to like slog through it in my video game life like my escapist life as well just (laughs) felt like so insult to injury it was like no no no, cool like i already had to dig out my like shitty snow boots from the back of the closet to like go to the grocery store and now i have to do the same thing to get to fucking like snow point city (laughs) like how dare and they do the snow like static on a tv like it's really aggressive and you see like you run into there's like a couple of like houses just out in mm-hmm. like the tundra and like the, everyone is depressed like there's a woman who's in a house <laughs> with like a candle and it's like basically dark and she's like oh i'm so glad to see you i can't believe that you found me here right like, like i haven't seen people in forever right? and it's like jesus <laughs> like, well like half the houses here. are like abandoned too. oh yeah there's abandoned houses wait there's that house that has the sign that's like a warm bed and not much else and it's like jesus right? we get it like <laughs> this is inhospitable you don't have to live here <laughs> it's a nightmare they they present it this whole region 216 217 and snow point city as though it were like the Arctic. Like even Snow Point City is not much of a town. And what town is there is like a crane and some like shipping containers. <laughs> as though like yeah, it, is, it was some kind of like Arctic base, you know? It is cool that it's got that like Russian like icebreaker. Uh, yeah, ship with the little mm-hmm. drills. With the like the drills in the front. Yeah. Right, right. That's cool. So it is, yeah, like Arctic Circle. And like obviously like one can't interrogate like the Pokemon biosphere too uh closely without going crazy but like it's just so funny that you can just like walk there that like one day you're in like like one minute you're in just like very normal weather and the next it's like no no no, this is permafrost and this is how everyone lives all the time and it took you like 18 minutes to get there on foot it's like game of thrones where it's like oh you're telling me the wall is like a day's journey from king's landing right right i did like that the like ace trainers so they're like skiers and i'm gonna want to talk about skiers are cool i kind of like their Mm -hmm. little skier they're like sticking their little butts out they ski and they're like very tight circles yeah like yeah And then, uh, but I did like that the there are some ace trainers on Route 216, and they have little coats. Yeah. Their sprite is modified so that they have, like, wool coats. 
I was like, that's cute. It is cute. Oh, yeah, and they're and like, one, well, I've got my little coat, so I'm ready for anything. At one point, you run into an NPC who's like, I love your scarf. I wish I had one. And I was kind of oh, like, yeah. I, I was like, I don't remember having a scarf. And if it's like warm enough to keep me warm here, then it seems like it would be too warm to wear elsewhere. <laughs> like, again, once again, like, can't interrogate this too closely. Yeah, I'm, I'm ill-equipped for this weather. Yeah. One episode ago, I was literally beachcombing. Right. So I don't know how I got here. Right. It's a nightmare. You you walk through these nightmare routes with blizzards and deep snow and stuff, and, and these skiers and ace trainers are constantly attacking you. But this deep snow hides a lot of uh, buried treasure. It's like the top of Everest where all those like people die, and they can't get up there to like right. remove their bodies, so they just leave their bodies like right next to the trail. And the walls also don't decompose, because it's like, you know, ice cold and right. 45 thousand feet in the air i love the idea of like the skyrim version of pokemon where you're just like looting bodies in the snow sure yeah yeah, yeah. you're just you're just taking so items cool. off of these dead bodies <laughs> who have died on route to snow point city there is one guy too who like is one of these other people who's just like stuck in a house and he it seems like he was about to die and he will die there because he lost his hm right, right. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> This hiker, even though even though it's like seemingly only a few feet from his house, like I think we all that's always it. what happens. Uh, it's like the desert. Climb. It happens in desert and it happens in blizzards where like you're feet away from safety and you just die in the snow, you know. But also, it sort of gives credence to y'all. Well, I didn't like, do anything to help y'all's like idea that like HMs should be a public resource and like you should be able to like use it once and then teach it to someone else. Like no one should die because they lost their HM two feet behind their house. Right. Like you should yeah. be able to just like replicate it endlessly in that little house that's like yeah. a bed and not much else or whatever. Put the just put the HM there. Let everyone who's going <laughs> on this trail get the HM. And then maybe people won't I die. I also went outside and used my dowsing machine and found the HM. It was right there. I didn't have to use the dowsing machine. It was just very clearly right there. It was a rock climb. I will say there are too many fairly necessary HM moves in this game. It's really goddamn annoying. Yeah. If you think yeah. about it, it's like what? Like you get 24 moves total and eight of them have to be HMs. I mean, maybe six, Insane. but still, it's just like such a pain in the ass. Like I had to use that on my Lucario who like could be doing other stuff. Well, and they, they even eliminated some HMs in this one, like Flash. Yeah. But then they added some- Fucking Defog. Some other useless ones in. Yeah. Defog. I don't have anyone in my permanent party with defog because I think it's just like useless, but I'm sure that will come to bite me like toward the end. Well, there was that one section in Mount Coronet that I just like hacked it. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, totally. I'm not can, going like, to go and get a defog through. also. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to deal with it. I put on a max repel because I tried to do a battle in the fog and it was a nightmare. Oh my God, it's so annoying. You can't <laughs> land any moves. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I miss things in that whole area, but I was just like, nope, I'm just going to beeline to the north. Life, life is short. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Josh, you encounter anyone on Route 217 that you um, found particularly cute? Yeah, we, we touched on this at the beginning of the episode, and I almost triggered it there, but uh, Skier Lexi has Joshy's sweetie. Yeah. Although I will say, as Snover was in the running, Riolo was also in the running. There were a lot of sweeties, I think. Riolo is in this my, leg. I think, nomination for sweetie. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a little cutie. But I really like this uh, Glaceon. It's Joshy's sweetie. A hell of 
a new Eevee poke uh Eevee evolution. This is a great design. Golly, what a cutie. It's got little like um braids. Kind of like icicle looking. It's got braids. bangs. Yeah. <laughs> it's got bangs, yeah. Like little ice bangs. It's so hip. Really cool. I like Glaceon a lot. Leafeon and Glaceon are the two new ones in this gen. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool that they do that. Yeah, I like that it can just change the temperature and make everything freeze. Like that's its ability. It lowers its body heat and freezes its fur. That's cool. That is cool. It's like Sub-Zero. And it looks sweet. From Mortal Kombat. I can't say for sure. You might see Glaceon might have to... Oh, 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 you're gonna have a that, third, you could get a good price for one. You're of gonna those. have a third EV evolution on your team. I feel like it's like almost a spiral into madness for Brevander, where like <laughs> she's selling all these EVs and their evolutions, but like slowly she's like, "What if I just have all these EVs?" She's 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 getting high on her own supply. It sounds well like. when you look at a Glaceon. How can you not? Yeah. Yeah. And they're all like pretty good. Like like every one of the really evolutions good. like is really solid. Like for all that they're like three feet tall, they can like yeah. do a lot of damage. Yeah. Alana, you mentioned your Nasty, you make me barf Pokemon, but did you have a a sweetie as well? I think Riolu. I just thought it was Riolu. so cute. Yeah. I thought it sort of like comprised everything you want from Lucario without having that like creepy segmented grown-up body <laughs> like I just really loved right. it I actually considered for a minute not evolving it because also it's a pain in the ass to evolve it needs to be like happy in the daytime and blah blah blah, oh, yeah, and that's yeah. just like both like, bad whatever. but also it had like it had like genuinely no HP so I was like okay you gotta go but I just think it was so sweet I really loved its whole vibe yeah you're like a real I agree yeah um, I never, I didn't even hatch my egg. That's so reasonable. I feel like I was on like a fool's errand, and if I hadn't known that it was like a fighting type Pokemon, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. The last little leg of this journey before we finally reach Snowpoint City is a brief, brief foray into the Acuity Lakefront. We don't actually see the lake on this journey, but we do kind of dip into the lakefront a little bit. You like suffer a taunt. From your rival, who's up on the top of a <laughs> oh yeah a cliff. He's like on a cliff with the rock climb. Stuff. Right, he's like, you could come here if you knew how to do this. Yeah, yeah. If you can get the badge from Snowpoint, then you can come yeah, up. Yeah, that here. was a much better impression of what his voice probably yeah. sounds like. <laughs> a little puke, but you know, it's 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 unremarkable uh, at this point. I'm sure next leg of the journey, it'll be a little more exciting. But we are on to Snowpoint City. As we mentioned, it's sort of this weird Arctic town. Yeah. There's not much here except a icebreaker boat, a crane with some shipping containers, a Pokemon Center, a Pokemart, and the gym. And there's also a building up to the north, yeah. Snowpoint Temple. But there was some Team Galactic grunt out front who wouldn't let me in. It looked really cool, though. I haven't been there yet. And, like, the design of the temple looks, like, very appealing. I'm excited to go there. It looks really cool. And there's, like, some, like, wise elder in front of it. Oh, was it not a Team Galactic grunt? Yeah, I don't think it was Team Galactic. I feel like the team does, like, a really good job of making you excited to go back to the places that you couldn't get into previously. Like, sometimes with Pokemon games, it can feel very much like... If I can't get in there, like, okay, fine, fuck, whatever. Like, I'll just, like, do what I need to do to get there. But, like, I don't know. They build up some anticipation, I think, in this game that I appreciate. Totally. Yeah, yeah, But we can't get in there now. Yeah. You can't do anything but the gym at this point. Yeah, the gym is the only thing open. The gym. Should we talk about the gym oh real quick? fucking God. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, I'm, I'm a adult man. 
Yeah. You have a young son. I think of myself as a fairly intelligent adult man. I love successful puzzle games. I love um, mm-hmm. games like The Witness and Mist. You've designed games, in fact. I've, and I've, I'm a game designer. I've designed games. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Literally had to look up how to beat the puzzle in Snowpoint City Gym. I did too. Because I just, I, <laughs> I, I, I was like just sort of slipping around on ice for a half an hour. Yeah. And this it, was it this was, was like, at like one a.m. last night. I was in bed playing it in bed, literally exactly the same. Like falling asleep as I was playing it, and I was just like, I cannot. I just I cannot figure out how to get to this. I will do you one better, which is I looked up because I was frustrated, did not understand the instructions, and then had to just like kind of keep slamming into ice until <laughs> such time as I could get through. There's like there's like several things happening in this gym. The first there's like thing no is like no more reason to it. There's no like clever internal logic. No, no, it's no. just like <laughs> Yeah, it's a nightmare. There you you slip around if if it's like it's like it's like a um, icy pit rocket hangout mm-hmm. vibe where if like you slip around if you if you step on a nice tile, you keep going until you hit like a wall or a trainer. Yeah. But there's also patches of snow that will stop you. There's also staircases that will stop you. The staircases? Fuck the staircases. Yeah, I hated that. And yeah. then there are snowballs, which will stop you if you're not going fast enough. But if you are going fast enough, you will plow through them and eliminate them. And that is the ultimate puzzle of the game, of this gym, is you have to figure out how to plow through all of the snowballs in your way so that you can loop around and get back to the beginning so that you can walk through the stairs and find your way to L ice. <laughs> yeah. The ice type gym trainer. It, it was like a nightmare. Truly. I was like, I think I, it's hard to find too. Like I went through like three different guides. I had to find like a video with some fucking <laughs> idiot, like talking over it. Hey, what's up as guys they always do on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. And then like plowed through all of it. And meanwhile, I got, I was in trouble with a couple of the trainers. I had to like heal myself. Yeah. This was rough. The gym is the worst. Like, this design is a nightmare. It felt like summiting Everest, a thing I've never done. Right. But yeah. It seems hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched a lot of uh, Discovery Channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, into thin air. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you guys did not struggle with... I did not because I had a... Candice. I had an overpowered fire type, and I had a, like, scrappy fighting type, so I, I was okay. Yeah, I was okay because I had Infernape for fire and fighting. Um, and then I used Vaporeon on Pillow Swine mm, to just surf for super effective. Obama Snow was a joke because of the fire. And then Frostlass, I actually used Luxray because he has Crunch now. And I just did a Crunch. Yeah, Crunch is good. Dead. I was fully expecting Candice to be a cakewalk. I brought in a Machamp, a Meta Cham, a. Toxicroak, mm-hmm. all three of which are fighting type Pokemon. <laughs> She's got a number of Pokemon who are challenging to fighting type Pokemon. It's almost as if she expected me to bring three type fighting type Pokemon <laughs> to her gym. She's got Sneasel, which knows Aerial Ace, and Aerial Ace one hitted several of my fighting type Pokemon. That is troubling, yeah. She's got Obama Snow, who knows Avalanche, which is not that bad, but like Avalanche does double damage if you attack that 
Pokemon that turn. And it's like, it's a pain in the ass. That's like one of those moves that you don't think of as a big deal. And then all of a sudden it's like compounding and yeah, you're like, get out of it here. It becomes a problem. And then fucking Frostlass knows both Shadow Ball and Psychic. Yeah. Which is just like devastating. Also that, that Frostlass is really high leveled. I feel like it was like level <sighs> 44 or something. Yeah, it was yeah, like, it was like significantly higher than I like, like anything it. else. I like it. And uh, Frostlass is the one that's based on like, uh, is a wandering woman who died mm-hmm. like up in the mountains. Oh uh, yeah. I think Frostlass is like a really cool Pokemon. Yeah, it is kind of cool. And it's apparently fucking great. Frostlass is the alternate to uh, evolution aligned uh, uh, to Glalie. Glalie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Way better than that one. Yeah, Frostlass is interesting. Ice Ghost is a cool fucking combo. It really it is. is cool. It's yeah. It, it made me respect the ice type so much that I added a Sneasel to my party when I got one. Yuck. I was like, yeah. I actually added two Pokemon to my party since the last gym before like coming on, and like I was like, oh, ice could like really do some real damage here. I should try a Sneasel. Revander almost added Sneasel too, because that's got a couple of nice gems. Yeah. Ice is cool. I was surprised. Like she didn't, she didn't wipe me. I, I beat Candice, but I was surprised at how difficult she was. You know, like I had to use some revives and like use some max potions along the way. Yeah. Mostly because of Frostlass, mm-hmm. and Frostlass is psychic and Shadow Ball moves, both of which are pretty devastating to my Meta Cham. But I got through it. I assume you two did as well. Yes. We've defeated the gym leader this week. Alana, I'm curious. Are you going to continue on your journeys? Oh, absolutely. I'm having a great time with this. Good. Uh, Maybe we'll um, challenge you to a battle when all is said and done. Hell yeah. No, like I said, like, I don't actually have a memory of ever playing this generation of games before, even though, like... Logically, I did, and it's been so fun to just, like, get to know it. Yeah, yeah, I've never played this game either, but I I don't want to blow my wad too early in the season, but... I mean, it is the seventh gen. I kind of think this is maybe my favorite Pokemon game so far. I kind of think it's, like... I think of the, like, if someone's going to pick up a 3DS Pokemon game, I think this is the one I would recommend to them right now. It's really good. It's It's better than the ones I've played so far. Like, here's the thing. I think, and and you guys are obviously going to get into this as you, like, continue the show, and, like, I think you're going to have a lot of fun with it, but I think that they get a little gimmicky. Like, they try and sort of be like, this is Paris, this is Hawaii, and, like, all of that's fun, but they like almost try and mess with the formula a little too much. And this is like, to me, the best possible application of the formula where it's still yeah, hard yeah, yeah. and it's still exciting and there's still like room for something to go wrong, but it's not like, oh, we're like kind of endeavoring in a completely different way than we normally would. Right. I don't know. I just like think it's like really a fun, happy medium. I do too. I just think it's, I just like, it, it is all of the things from the previous three gens that they've tweaked and refined and gotten right. Plus some cool new features that I like. I think the poke catch is really cool. I yeah. think the like the um the dowsing machine is like a essential. Oh yeah. Right. It's actually it's really making me appreciate the three DS as like a console in a way that I have really forgotten about in the last few years. Like I love I mean, I think the three DS was my favorite console that ever got released, like of a new thing until the Switch came along and even then I was like sort of a slow adopter to the Switch. Yeah. And now picking this up, I'm like why isn't the switch better like why isn't it smaller why doesn't it have two screens like why can't i just like throw it in my pocket you know like i don't know yeah. there's just something really nimble about the 3ds and really like appealing about it that like i actually haven't found on another console which has been like 
fun and exciting to kind of reacquaint myself with. Yeah, I kind totally of like the agree. pinnacle of both. Yeah. Yep. Like I actually think they need to make like a Switch 3DS. Like they need something that closes. They need something that is like like if you're gonna make a handheld Switch, it should look closer to this. They did make a handheld Switch, but it's still just no, 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 a that's Switch. What I mean. And it's like, oh, but it has all the same problems where it's like you can't just like throw it in your bag unless you're gonna like fuck it up. Right. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> they need to do it like that cool ass. I've never actually seen it in person, but like Samsung phone, you know, with the screen like that, like the that screen you can actually phone. just yeah. fold. <laughs> I'm sure it's probably a couple more years before that will really be viable, but like that's what they need. Like, make me a Nintendo executive, and I'll tell you how to do it. All that's left now, as is our tradition whenever we have a guest on, is to battle. And I think Hell yeah. what's required before we battle is to talk about our characters and talk about our teams. It's level check. Level check. Alana, I would love for you to begin. You said your name is Alana OK. It's actually just Alana in the game, but I uh, made it Alana OK on the like, you know, team builder site yeah, or the yeah, Pokemon yeah. Showdown, Showdown site or yeah. whatever. Like, oh yeah. So uh, I'm Alana. Yes. And I have named my Pokemon according to mostly a very embarrassing scheme, which is that in quarantine I have been trying to brush up on my Japanese, and so a lot of the names of my Pokemon are like really basic Japanese nouns. What uh, uh what's so, your what's your impetus for learning Japanese? It's something that I've been sort of like dabbling with on and off for years and I was kind of like if I'm gonna do anything quote unquote productive with this time off it's not going to be like writing a book it's not going to be like knitting a blanket it's going to be just like absorbing some knowledge I think from the outside and it's been fun to almost like return to school in that way like I bought a textbook and I've been doing Duolingo and just like giving myself little lesson plans every day feels like nice structure honestly that's cool so that's just kind of like where my I mean listen like as of today I don't think I've done a lesson in like five or six days so like whatever (laughs) but you, you know, say you, it's a nice noble thought. You don't want to knit a blanket, even though your persona is. And we'll talk about this when we let you plug, but like... You're a knitting icon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I am basically like a semi-professional knitter, <laughs> but I wouldn't say this time has been like particularly helpful to my to my ideating. Uh, yeah, I guess this is probably the time to do it. I, I wrote a book that came out not too long ago called Knit a Hat. Uh, which is basically what it sounds like. It's all about um, if you're a beginner or if you're someone who's returning to the craft, here's how you, you know, pick up yarn, pick up needles and make a garment in a way that's not scary, that's not super technical, Um, just because I found a lot of sort of intro knitting materials to be very daunting, even as someone who'd been doing it for a while. But all that said, it it feels hypocritical because I think I thought, if if you had told me three years ago that this was all going to happen, I'd be like, great, I'm going to use all my at-home time to like, you know, knit a million sweaters and like, you know, write another book and like, whatever, like be super creative. <laughs> yeah, and I have right. just found it impossible, you guys. Like I find oh. that I just like, all I want to do is play video games or just like sleep yeah. or pet the cat. Like I just do not find myself wanting to like put anything out into the yeah. world in any real way. Uh, not to get so like, tough. you know, super intense or whatever, but I, I think it's, it's just been a really hard time to feel creative. Um, and so that's why it's been fun to learn a language, like a thing that I do not have to like contribute to or participate in or ideate on. It's just like, no, 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 this is a language that is here and you can <laughs> learn what you want to of it. So that's that's been, I think, sort of my impetus for learning Japanese in this time. That's completely <laughs> legitimate. I think yeah. it's a good language to learn. As someone who's been to Japan, yeah. it's the place that 
had the least amount of English knowledge of all the places I've ever visited. Mm -hmm. And I feel like any kind of Japanese knowledge would have been helpful in my my journey. No, totally. I went in October of, I guess, 2019, 2020. I don't even know what years are anymore. Um, Before lockdown, I went that October. And I spoke enough that I could, like, basically be like, can we have the English menus, you know, which was, like... You know, embarrassing, yeah. but also was was nice to be able to even sort of know what I didn't know. Yeah. And so it's like the next time I go back, whether that's in five years or ten or whatever, I want to be able to have like more conversations than I could have yeah. then. I, I packed a pair of cowboy boots and a big 10-gallon hat. <laughs> <laughs> and just sort of like, uh, I like kicked down every door I went into. And I was like, howdy! <laughs> well, and you're quite tall, Tanner. I feel like you would really stand out, too. <laughs> Where's the Budweiser? I'll take your finest... Uh, Whipped cream and strawberry sandwich. Like Bud Light. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so you, all your Pokemon are named after Japanese nouns. I would say, yeah, I think four out of six are. So, um, all right. So let's start with my my starter. My Empoleon is named Nori. You know, which means seaweed. Uh, he's level forty five. Pretty much all of them are level forty five. Actually, I just wanted to like get them up to where we wanted them to be. Yep. Sneasel is Yami, which means dark, and he's level forty five. Rapidash is just Dash. Originally, I named it the name for a horse, which is Uma, and that, like, felt really wrong. So I was like, no, 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 just your Dash, whatever. After the Kardashian store. Exactly, yep. exactly. Oh, my God. One time, wow. me and my sister were walking through Soho, and we're like, oh, here's, like, a cute store. We should walk in here. And we tried to go in and got disbarred by, like, a giant man, and he was like, you have to wait in the line. And we were like, oh, this is the Kardashian store. There's a line down the block. We did not register any of this. We do not care. Yeah, no <laughs> we do not want to be in the line. No. Good day, sir. Uh, so that's that's my experience with Dash. May it rest. No, thank you. I have a Luxray as well, Josh, who's named Hikari, which means light. Uh, and he's also level 45. Luxrays are a hit this season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's good. He's just like a solid... I mean, it's also just like... It's kind of rare that you get like an early, really solid electric type. And I was just like, cool, whatever, you're part of it. And I haven't seen like a better option, to no, be honest. I mean, I could breed not. a Jolteon. I've just, and that's my favorite yeah. Eon. It's my favorite Eevee. But it's kind of a pain in the ass to breed any of the Eeveelutions. Like, yeah. like at that point, it's like you're either filling a hole or like you're not doing anything. Right. right there's no like Electabuzz equivalent. Like there's no just like big tough guy who's going to come out of nowhere halfway through the game right right then i have a gardevoir that's level 45 and i have my lucario that's also that is level 38 what's what's gardevoir called oh gardevoir is genki which is uh basically like if you're asking how someone is you say like like genki this guy and if you're okay you say like genki this uh so that's that and then lucario is just named rio which is you know a take on Riolu or Lucario. <laughs> I like that. Does yeah. that have a Japanese translation? Nope, that That's is just, just no. us. And so, likewise with Dash, that is just, just a cute a little nickname. Part of the name. <laughs> just several syllables from the name. Joshua, any movement on Bree Van Der's team this week? No, I wanted to run this iteration of the team, as I already alluded to. I think, I mean, we're going into the end game now, so there will probably be some more changes, but uh, I want to see how... Girafferig, uh, <laughs> which uh, when I was editing the episode last week, I was like, wait a second, there's no way this thing's Girafferig because we're talking about giraffes. <laughs> just a, just so another a experience share mispronunciation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mispronunciation. Yeah. Uh, 
So I'm running what I had last week uh, to see how this works. But depending on things, how things go, I think there might be two to like three or more replacements in the coming weeks. Wow. Just because like That's half your team. Bree's got a lot of interested clients and we got to make sure that we have like a best possible team, obviously. Yeah. We got Mitchell, Leafeon, 45. They're all 45. Bonzo, Infernape, Simba, Luxray. Silver, Seraptor, April, Giraffery, Merlion, Vaporeon. Silver, Staraptor has been on your team from the very beginning. I think as has that or Infernape, but that's not a surprise. If one of them, other than any of the new ones, recent additions are going to replace, it's probably Staraptor. Wow. Okay, that's your lifelong friend. Yeah. Well, um, it's been a. Uh, Staraptor has had a really great time getting battle hardened, but you know, at a certain point, you gotta you gotta retire a real champion to the stables, you know. Yep. And that might happen. Yep. Let her uh, fly free. Fly free. Yeah, and fly free, you beautiful bird. Yes. Uh, Steve Human. Who do you got? Steve Human is a human. He's not a Pokemon trainer, and he's only on a. He's not collecting Pokemon. He's collecting drinking buddies on an epic road trip across Sinnoh. All my Pokemon are level 45. Not a lot of movement. Mr. Coheed, Snorlax, level 45. Ms. Applebaum is the one fun new Pokemon I have. Roserade? Roserade! Ah, uh, Level 45. Finally. Mr. Chuck, Tangrowth, level 45. Ms. Taylor, Licky Licky, level 45. Ms. Poston, Toxicroak, level 45. And welcome back to the team, Mr. Jorgensen. Oh, wow. Metacham. So you... Couldn't do the Mr. Mime thing any longer. Mr. Mime <laughs> was proving very challenging, R. but R. also I needed some fighting talent headed into the gym this week, so I spent some time leveling Metatite into Metacham this week. So welcome back to the team, Mr. Jorgensen. All right. That's our teams. Now comes the time-honored tradition of pausing the podcast for you, bug catchers, but not for us, so that we can go to Pokemon Showdown and battle for podcast supremacy. Although, Alana, you don't have a podcast, but you are involved in... You work at Vox. Yeah. And you are involved in the Vox podcast ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And if we beat you tonight, you do have to hand that podcast over to us. And vice versa, if you beat yeah, us, yeah, then, then you'll have we'll this, and you can, I guess, introduce it to the share. Vox ecosystem. Yeah. Right. To Vox, yeah. Um, <laughs> Josh and I will battle first to determine who the, the champion of Experience Share is, and then the, the champion of Experience Share will take on Alana Oaken to determine who the god king of Pokemon is. Round one, fight. Joshua, thank you for giving me your levels. Um, Alana, thank you for being with us tonight. Just really quickly, need to admit something. <laughs> yeah, what do we? What, what do you have to admit, Tanner? You you can uh, you can be honest. Here's what I have to admit on the mic. I'm really bad at podcasting. It's just us and our thousands of our fans. I've been doing it semi-professionally for five six years now, uh-huh. but I I don't know how to podcast, and I'm a big dumb idiot, and um, I'm bad at podcasting, and Alana, you can attest to this. Uh, and I'm sure she would say something right now. Yeah. I messed up something 
we were using a, a website called Zencaster to get Alana's audio, and I yeah. closed the window without downloading any of her audio tracks, and now they're gone forever. So, uh-huh. what you've heard up until now has been Alana's backup record on her iPhone, which worked great until right. And that's why it sounds like it sounds yeah. <laughs> which until is not great. She had to switch rooms to charge her computer and right. left her backup iPhone behind. So luckily it happened with just a few minutes left in the episode. We just uh, had a little trash talk before heading into the battles. And then, um, of course, the battle recaps and the outro. So not a lot of missed Alana, but a little bit. So And now it's become unclear who won any of the battles. Yeah, well, I'll tell you who won. And it's unclear download, whether or not we did download the, uh, anyone got crushed and yeah, we did download the uh, who owns the IP Pokemon to experience showdown. share. Yeah. So we're going to um, throw to battle number one right now, which is between me and Josh. Yeah. And then we will be back afterwards to tell you who won. And we're back. <laughs> Josh won. <laughs> uh, yeah. Josh absolutely creamed me. I think as fun and goofy as this team is, all humans, like, it is not a good Pokemon team. <laughs> well, it- and also, like, I've got these, like, big boys who are all normal type, like, normal types who are just, like, they suck. Well, and the issue now is that both Infernape and Staraptor have close combat, which is a yeah, 120 damage sucks. fighting yeah. move. So even though it diminishes their defense and special defense after being used, it doesn't matter because it's a one-hit KO for like right. any of those big boys. Yeah, I've got three normal types, Snorlax, Tangrowth, and Licky Licky, and then two fighters who are also pretty susceptible to Staraptor and, and others. So Yeah, plus in this game, the wildest thing was that Girafferig had two critical hit psychics in a row on the snorlax yeah you that killed it obliterated him he's my my lead man my lead batter just because he has so many hp and he can really soak up the damage he knows toxic like he can you know he's a good frontline soldier but your giraffe rig really annihilated him so i got crushed onward to the battle between alana and josh And we will be back in a moment to let you know how that battle went and see you off. Joshua. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Alana's not here anymore to to kind of gloat. Yeah. Rightfully. But Alana Oaken is the official rights holder to experience share Pokemon podcast. Well, and I I believe uh, Vox.com. Yeah, Vox.com. Experience share now, which is... All right. And they're probably going to cut us loose. They don't need us. <laughs> no, put Alana in. We're we're no good, obviously. Alana beat you. Crushing defeat. Handily, handily beat you. We do have the replays, fortunately. Yep. And watching this, 27 turns, just like brutal. How many of her Pokemon did you take out? Two. And she, yeah, she just wiped the floor with you. Yeah. There were some pretty big notable moves that happened. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, there was one brutal sunny day. You dropped a sunny day. Yeah, I had a sunny day that really backfired on me. Who did she have in at that moment? So Leafeon used sunny day because I was trying to make synthesis more effective. But then she just swapped in fucking Rapidash. Yeah, and destroyed you. And immediately (laughs) just like ran roughshod over like... (laughs) <laughs> everyone <Yep. laughs> and then i brought in infernape to just be like all right well we're both going to have enhanced fire moves and 
the issue was that Infernape was using flamethrower, but um, Rapidash knew strength. Right. And then uh, and the rest was history. That was just the actually other effective. So, big swing in Alana's favor was her Gardevoir, Genki, uh, went face to face with your Leafeon. Or uh, Vaporeon, actually. Vaporeon, right, right, right. Um, yeah. And you didn't think anything could possibly go wrong there, but her right. Gardevoir knows... Magical Leaf. Magical Leaf, which just shoots... It's a grass That's new roof, to me. So yeah. it, it took out your Vaporeon. That was a fucking disaster. Like a hit, so... <laughs> and then you got frozen. One one lucky swing for you was you got frozen uh, in her Empoleon, who's just like a boss hog out there. Impossible to kill that thing. Froze your... I think it was Luxray. Oh, was it? And you immediately unfroze, which is super lucky, but it didn't matter. At that point, Alana had the momentum to just carry through. So, Alana, you're no longer here with us because it's now three days later. We're just yep. recording some pickup audio, but congratulations on the crushing defeat, and congratulations for being the grand champion of Experience Share, a Pokemon podcast. Yep. Please don't let your benefactors at Vox mess up the formula. Yeah. Tell them to keep us around. Maybe give us a small stipend. I would love a little a cut of the ad revenue, but yeah. you know, I, I'll take just being a host still. Right. I'll settle for just and a being stipend. The host. I'll settle for being a host and this and a stipend. So yeah. Joshua, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Once again, Alana, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for joining both of us tonight. My <laughs> name has been. Snoring. We had a blast, and yeah. we all we had like a very fun conclusion to the episode despite the crushing blow we all came together and we we had a great time and uh in the original audio we loved having alana on i'm sure she'd say the same right now yep i'm sure she would <laughs> and uh um she's not here to yeah to promo herself <laughs> yeah she's alana's not here to to shout out her plugs but f- follow her on twitter yeah, at Alana, she got the very lucrative at Alana Twitter handle. Yeah, we had some banter about that, and that was because God, she's of got our a lot of followers. Former uh, place we all worked. Yeah, there was a moment in time when they were bringing everyone into getting verified, other than me, because I was on the business side, so yeah. I didn't get the fucking check mark. I've got it, but all of you did, yeah. and Alana not only got the check mark, but she was able to get A L A N N A. Yep. Just straight I got up green on ring. Twitter. They like gave me green ring. They took it from someone. Someone had that. I yeah. thought you said you made it up. So is that well, it the, the T green ring who got but... the uh... <laughs> yeah. low punny? Um, check out Alana's work over at The Goods. Yes. The Vox uh, shopping vertical. Which I think is just uh, vox.com slash the goods yep yeah and then buy her books she's got two great books about knitting the first is called the curse of the boyfriend sweater which came out a couple years ago and then just recently she released a new book called knit a hat yes alana thank you so much for joining us we'll have her back because i need a redemption both of us need a redemption (laughs) josh thank you for joining me buck catchers thank you for joining us my name has been snoring aka Tanner Greenring, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Glaciash. And once again, thank you to Alonix slash Professor Oaken for joining us. Yeah, This has been Experience Share Pokemon Podcast. Please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, and do follow it everywhere that you follow podcasts. 
and follow us on social media too at exp share pod and uh on twitter and instagram check out the reddit the subreddit reddit.com slash r slash bug catchers that's it yeah good bye smell you later